Horror. everybody and welcome to countdown to infinity to infinity and beyond because we were short-sighted and forgot there were going to be movies after infinity war Yay! and we're in the end game now i am ray russo and i am joined again by my co-host chris o'connor wait you mean infinity doesn't mean stop correct oh oops and becca rabergan yep so this one's going to work a little bit differently than our other ones, because I don't know if you remember this, but this is a three hour long movie and uh, full and it's the finale, basically, of the last 20 odd films. Yeah, that's true. So we're going to be breaking this up. We're going to be doing three episodes and they're going to be the first one. Today's episode is going to be everything up until the beginning of the time heist. The next episode coming out next week will be The Time Heist, and the episode coming out the week after that will be the finale, <laughs> as it were. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Gotta cover Gotta cover a lot of movie. There's a lot happening. I know. Yes. And there's just like, I think I have more notes for this one hour of Infinity, of, um, of Endgame than I did for all of Captain Marvel. Same. There's a lot going on. Lots of things to note. To note. Lots of characters. So I think we should just dive right in. Yes. Yeah, that's what I we know do. at some point we had talked about, I think it was during Ant-Man and the Wasp, we talked about how, well, at least they're taking whole families. Thanos is taking whole families. <laughs> um, and I guess he actually wasn't doing that. Not so much. Because as you're sitting there watching Clint and his adorable family, you're like, oh shit, I know what's about to happen. Oh shit, I know what's about to happen. Not just that, but you're seeing Clint and his adorable family and you're imagining Kate Bishop. <laughs> mm. Well, we're going to be getting that soon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Eventually. Yeah. Doing a little archery pra- uh, practice before the uh, before the picnic. Uh, working on her stance, doing the the archer's tee. Got to get the elbow up properly. Got to hit your anchor points. Like, you know where you're going. Let's work on how you get there. Yeah. He's being a, being a yep. good... Good teacher dad and uh, his wisdom. Quirky talks about like the hot dog condiments. And then comes the call for hot dogs. Yeah. (laughs) I am Nate. Ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. Just mustard. Just mustard. Mayo. Why? Who puts mayo on a hot dog? Yeah. Who puts mayo on a hot dog? I don't think anybody does that. Maybe somewhere up in like, you know, the uh, the upper upper Midwest, you know, like uh, Minnesotans or something. The only thing I would say is like, if you were to use mayo on the inside of the bun and then put, like grill that you would get a really nice mm-hmm. like crust that's how diners do grilled cheese sandwiches and stuff they use a little bit of mayo but that's the only reason i would ever see to use it it's 
Interesting. Yeah. Um, so he turns around and his whole family is gone. Yeah. Switch into the handheld. And, and you can see. Desperation. And you can see the dust falling. Forget about forget about being on a home or house arrest. He's just like, fuck it, I'm getting out of here. I need to find them. Yep. 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 It's pretty bad. And I thought it was really interesting when the Marvel um, titles roll. Instead of ending on a red screen, it ends on a black screen. And yep. it's just very kind of chilling. Mm-hmm. I also really liked that it was... It starts silent, and then they introduce the music. And you get that Which Guardians vibe right away from the music they're using. Oh, yeah. But it was still a depressing yeah. song. It's a really good song. I know. Quill's leftover music, you know, in, in the oh. ship. Mm-hmm. Something he left... The things yeah, we left behind. Them. Like, I really love this scene of Tony and Nebula on the ship that's yes. dead in the water. Killing time. Running out of oxygen. Playing I would little... like to try again. <laughs> yes. They're playing like the little finger football and the fact that Tony is just like so A, encouraging and B, like kind to her Nebula. It's like so foreign to her, yeah. you know? She's mm-hmm. so tense about the her whole, whole thing. Her whole life has been pain and sadness. Yeah, she, she's so tense about the whole thing. She's like... <laughs> She's like expecting to like get attacked or tortured or something bad's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. this is serious business. Or at least yelled at at the very least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so Tony leaves that like sad helmet message for Pepper, that which is, so is very reminiscent of Iron Man three. When I and then he says the when I drift off, I dream about you. Day twenty two in space. I really, I really do love them. It's just like. He said, I said no more surprises, but I was really to ho- hoping to pull off one yep. last one. Yeah. Yep. I like the uh, it, I like the shot of the ship like floating in space and it looks like it kinda looks like a dead bird in the water. It really it, it looks it like does, a swallow. Yeah. yeah. Like that the, big tail. Yep. And the limp it's wings. What it is. Yeah, yeah. And then like he you know, he's really running on empty, so he falls asleep and Nebula picks him up and puts him in the chair. Covers him. Scrawny Downey Jr. Takes care of him. And then you get a bright glowing orange light and you already know what it is. Don't go into the light! Don't go into the light, Robert! It's okay to go to this light, it's Carol! Oh, yay! Yay! (laughs) Yay! So, here's one of my questions. So they said it's 21, 22 days when Tony records the message in the helmet. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, after once we've returned to Earth, Cap says it's been 23 days. How did Carol get the Milano from the void of space back to Earth in one I, in quote? I, I don't know. Like when we talked about when we were watching Captain Marvel, it's like they for some reason thought light speed was a big deal. But if she was traveling at light speed, she wouldn't be there for <laughs> years. So some sort of jump gate, I guess. They, uh, there must have been the have jump. to be able to have also, to be able to fold space. She used the hexagons. Yeah. Also, she would have almost certainly put some sort of power back into that ship. Mm. Yeah, that's one of those, like, when she's flying it down, that's one of those things that, that, like, always bugs me in, like, superhero comics. Like, Superman does it with airplanes and buildings and stuff. Whenever you have, like, Mm -hmm. a person 
like flying or lifting like a giant yeah. object and they're just holding it with their hands and it's like the whole weight of this building or the whole weight of this 747 or the whole weight of this spaceship is being supported by these two hands it's like maybe it would just break <laughs> yeah i don't know it doesn't make sense but whatever you're putting way too much logic into it i, I think about these things and they drive me mad and this, and yeah. this is, and this is the sort of thing that you can think about and be driven a little mad by, and it kind of makes sense, and you can feel like smart about it. Whereas when we get to the time travel, I'm like, huh? This is the first time Tony and Steve have seen each other. Yeah. Since, since Civil, Civil War. War. And Becca and I had like a conversation earlier. Couldn't stop him. Neither and could I. Like this is. They were so close. They were yep. so close. Tony Both had so the close. Phone in his hand. Uh, in Infinity War. He had the phone mm-hmm. in his hand ready to call him, and it just, everything blew up, you know? Yeah. As Tony comes down from, like, the gangplank or whatever, Steve, like, runs to support him. Mm-hmm. And they just have that, like, really somber, like, I couldn't stop him, neither could I. I lost the kid. I lost the kid. <laughs> Tony, we lost. Yeah. Tony, we lost. And it's just, like, it's a lot. And then Pepper, Pepper's right there for him. She made it. Like she was yeah. in Iron Man. Hooray. Very lucky. Yeah. And coming home. I love also that moment. It's. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Like they just show it just briefly, but it's there because they lost everybody. Yep. too. They're the only ones they've got. E- they're the, they're the, they've only got each other now and whoever else they decide to yep. become friends with. So like we gather, everyone kind of gathers inside and recaps What's going on? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is one of those things where you, you kind of get into the, you know, they have the faces of everybody who disappeared. And then uh, they're like trying mm-hmm. to take a census. And it's like 50% of all living creatures. And I'm like, okay, so, but like 50% of animal life, not plants, right? He didn't get rid of half the forest. Because that would defeat the purpose. <laughs> that would, that would, yeah, that you're would, like, oh, wait a second. The environment is completely problems. collapsed. <laughs> But the thing is, even getting rid of 50% of animals would still be devastating to humanity's food source. I mean, yeah, even, uh, yeah, because our our food, our our population and the way we work, and I imagine sometime in this five years, there's a lot of starvation. Yeah. It's bad. Mm. It's kind of funny, like, uh, on on my last visit to uh, Cornetto Minute, like, talking to them about... uh, um, the world's end and uh, like how at the end, like the aliens turn off all the power. And I had to, sp- I, I, I spent an inordinate amount of time uh, telling Scott that this was not a happy ending and that like the majority of the Earth's population is probably dead of starvation because of the collapse of the way our, our modern food system works. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, on the one hand, there's a lot of strain taken off of it because half the people are missing. On the other hand, those supply chains are going to collapse because half the people who work on them aren't there and the other half don't know what's going on. And it's like, how many people are going to die just because food didn't get moved out of the grain silos to the factories where it needed to be and that they were, you know, working. It's like, oh, it's infuriating. Anyway. Yeah. We all depend on each other a lot more than we think we do in our modern society. Yeah. Um, including Tony and Steve. I know. And so, you know, Steve's giving him like a little bit of the rundown of what happened. And he turns to Tony for any bit of advice that he can give. And something in Tony just 
he can't do it anymore in that moment. Um, well, I don't and think he, he just ever really. Unloads. Yeah, the lo- loss on that scale, I don't think he's really. Yeah. Because, so Steve asks, um, did he give you any, you fought him, and Tony says, I I didn't fight him, he wiped the floor with me while the Bleecker Street magician gave away the store. And then he goes into the, like, I saw this coming. I envisioned a suit of armor around the world. Yeah. And I'm like, god damn it, Age of Ultron is relevant again. Yeah. (sighs) Robert Delirious Jr. is just furious about the past. (laughs) I I wish I'd come up with more of those. And the thing is... The thing is, from, like, a character perspective, this monologue makes a lot of sense. Because Mm -hmm. we've seen that Tony tends to process things through a him-first filter. So, like, in Civil War, it was his guilt about the Ultron incident that drove him to want into the Accords. And here, like, he's putting the loss completely... I mean, he's putting the loss on himself, but blaming Steve for not being there and blaming them for, like, holding him back from his idea yeah. of how to protect people. Yeah. That if if, Ultra, if Ultron like, had worked the way it was supposed to, if you guys hadn't messed it up, obviously this was your fault and it would have been fine. Yeah, even though Steve was losing just on another front. Yeah. The thing is, he's just, he feels so guilty that he doesn't know how to relax. He's also malnourished sleep deprived and it, yep. he is not in a good mental state at yeah. all he's lost like you know yeah. 20 pounds he's uh, looking looking pretty bad but yeah. my team cap hard is sitting here going bitch bitch he was fighting too mm-hmm. oh, not the pre-vengers <laughs> we're not the pre-vengers so bruce kind of gives him some nice good sleepy drugs that's that's the thing to do and then they yeah and then they look at um and carol's like okay bye i'm gonna go kill Thanos all about for that you now. superhero life yeah. <laughs> i got not gonna lie i got a little i got a little mad at roadie yeah. right after this well, it's like hey new girl new girl yeah. well they don't know her you know, know. it's it, you kind of have to you know, you, you know pe- people don't know each other yet her response was very good and very diplomatic i, I applaud her yes her response was. was perfect pitch perfect yeah and the thing is, they filmed this before they filmed Captain Marvel, so they didn't really have the full idea of her. This was essentially an extended screen test. Yeah. I like the self-assuredness, and I like that Thor approves. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Uh, she didn't flinch. I like this She voice. didn't flinch with my giant hammer the size of her torso slammed next to, next to her face. She's fine. <laughs> I like this one. She'll be, she'll be good. Let's go. It's going to be great. <laughs> I guess Nebula has just been sitting off in a corner skulking somewhere because she's like, yeah, I know where Thanos yeah, is. Yeah. That sounds like Nebula. He talked about where he was going to go. Yeah. yeah. The, the garden. garden. That garden. And then, but her whole speech about the garden was completely unnecessary because then a moment later they're like, we've detected an energy surge from this planet. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, then go to the goddamn energy surge. That's like there yeah, we go. It would have been. It would have made more sense to go. The garden is at this location, and then they say, "And we detected this energy." Yeah, energy it just reading. kind of faded. It made, it felt a little uh, superfluous. Although I suppose it, yeah, it helps yeah. that everybody else in the room gets to know and learn that this is Thanos's daughter, or you know, adopted abuse victim. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. you get that really great scene where. They're all getting in the ship to go to this planet to go take on Thanos. And yeah. Rocket's like, 
So who hasn't been to space? So what was the show of hands? Like Steve and Rhodey? It was Nat, Steve, Rhodey, and Bruce. No, Bruce has been to space. Never mind. I take that back. Bruce flew through the devil's anus. (laughs) Yes, he did. And I love that Steve is in the stealth suit. Oh my god. I know. It's gonna sneak That's my favorite of his suit. Gonna sneak in there. It's the best suit. It is a good suit. And so you get you go down to the planet and Carol goes down for a recon. Nothing there. It's just him. There's this but there's this soft moment between Steve and Nat, and I have to say, like, in between the time Infinity War came out and this movie came out, I had started shipping them. And so this movie just kind of fed my little shipper heart so much, especially in the first yeah, hour. Yeah, that, that little moment where he's like looking at, at like Peggy's picture and she she notices it kind of makes me see, you know, like in my head, like I invented this little sort of internal like dialogue where she's like, oh, if only, you know, he could, mm-hmm. you know, he's too stuck. He's too stuck on her. It can never happen. Mm-hmm. You know, this is it's not going to work out. You know? ah, although who knows what happened within five years, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, I I yeah. have my own thoughts about what was going on after Infinity War. After this, <laughs> or, um, after Civil War, rather. <laughs> after Civil War, there's too many. There's too many wars in. There's these. too many wars, but not wars. <laughs> Thanos is down on this stupid planet, living a goddamn cottage core life that he does not <laughs> deserve. With his autumn, he's got his armor on display like a scarecrow. It's like a or samurai samurai armor. It's really cool. I like his. He his does not deserve there. cottage core. So what's the thing he tries to sell his neighbor that nobody actually likes? <laughs> he makes those stupid little neckties that have like the that have like the yeah. thing and then it's like two strings. A bolo necktie. He makes those. Uh, oh bolo. He makes those. Yeah. <laughs> and he tries to sell them on Etsy, but nobody buys them. His father's very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the heavy yeah. hitters come in first to fuck him up. Wham! Followed yep. by uh Good old power walk from team mom and team, like, the team mom and dad. Uh, and Thor just chops off his hand. Like yeah, you do. Just just as a precaution, just to get this started. Disarmed. Like, and then... And I, lo- I love, like, Rocket, like, so little, like, rolling the hand over. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah. Oh, no. There's no stones. Yep, yep. Thanos destroyed the stones. What do we do? What do we do? Use the stones to destroy the stones. And since we knew from, like, the suits in the trailer, we knew the quantum realm was going to be involved in this. And so I had actually thought they were going to, like, find the atoms of the (laughs) infinity stone shrunk down. (laughs) I don't know why that's what popped into my head, but that's what I thought. A time heist in the quantum realm. I feel like mine route is a little bit more realistic. Chonk, chonk. Hey guys, hey, hey, cap, cap, cap! I found a piece of the time stone over here, over here. <laughs> <laughs> Can only get so small. And what he says, what he, what Thanos says to them, is you should be grateful, which yeah. is such a revealing little line right there. Because it informs everything that past Thanos does later in the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This idea of what he wants and what he wants is gratitude. He didn't care about balancing anything. He just wanted people to look up to him like a god. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yep. uh, And Nebula is all my father's many things, but not a liar. And his last words, perhaps I treated you too harshly, daughter. No kidding. 
no, no kidding. kidding. And, and, you know, as we'll see later in the movie, like, he's the worst. <laughs> and then yeah. chonk. Off with his head. Super chonk. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just like, what did you do? And like, Thor's like, I, I went, went for, for the head. head. <laughs> it's an, it, it's it, just, you guys wouldn't get it. Like, it, it. It's an inside joke between me and Thanos. I guess I'm the only one who gets it anymore. <laughs> oh, what I forgot to mention earlier, um, when they were having their little powwow and like Tony was falling over himself, and then there was the whole like she didn't flinch at my giant axe flying through the room. Thor was already eating and drinking in this scene. Was he? Yeah. So in that scene, like when he's, um, I, I forget who it was who said it. Somebody goes, "What's the matter with him?" and then gestures over at. Thor and he's eating something and drinking and then Rocket goes um says like oh he he feels like a failure and he he kind of is and then Tony has the build a bear line. No, oh, yeah. Mm. I thought you were build a bear. So it's it's yeah. The thing later. Yeah. Shows it, it starts early. it starts immediately, you know. He's he's used to after after yeah. his victories or defeats going back to the halls of Valhalla and uh or of Asgard yep. and 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 drinking down some mead. Having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, but all those people are gone now, so he'll just keep drinking. And yeah. he just, like, slowly, dramatically walks out of the cabin, and it fades to black, and then five years later... It says, insert fan fiction here. <laughs> insert fan We just started here. to do yes. that, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, that, that moment where he, like, walks off, and, like, they're all just kind of in shock. It's like, you know, you... You beat the bad guy. You beat the bad guy. But at what cost? And no, yeah. Well, not, not even... Yeah, better. but nothing's better. It's not even at what cost. Like, obviously, there's a cost, but, you know, revenge... You know, well, not not revenge, but even, like, this sort of, uh, uh, this sort of justice of, of, of retribution um, doesn't mm-hmm. actually improve things. You know, there's no... There's nothing... It, killing him didn't bring anyone back. It's... it's right. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that, that... We like America in America, justice is so focused on vengeance and it's not actually mm-hmm. helpful, mm. right? Like, the justice system is focused on yeah. vengeance. Yes. Um, so then you get like these really eerie shots of this foggy, blue, empty New York City with all the boats in the in New York Harbor around the Statue of Liberty and. Empty, empty city field. And it's just despairing and gloomy. And you go to Steve and his support group, which... Despairing and gloomy, yeah. They hyped up in the press releases, oh, the first gay character, and it's just one of the goddamn Russo brothers on a date. Yeah. Oh, my God. It, oh, that's <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I kind of, I, I would like to think whoever in the, uh, the press, whoever in the marketing team thought that was a good thing to play up is... You know, he didn't get the promotion he wanted, um, but but yeah, it, I hope but so. like mm-hmm. you know, the, as not. as a as a moment in the movie, it was okay. It was one of those sort of like if you don't make a big deal out of it, and if it's just a you know if it's just right. matter of fact and what it is, then okay, that's that's nice. But when they're like, I mean, but it's when just they a made story about a man going on a date, it's just a story about a man who went on his first date since probably losing another love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In in the snap yeah. and 
it just happens that this date was with a, another man. Like, yeah. yeah, that's how queer representation should be. It should not be hyped yeah. up. I think they wouldn't have gotten as much blowback if they hadn't. Bit. If there hadn't, if, yeah, if there hadn't yeah. been press releases about it, yeah. if it was just a thing where they like, if nobody, if nobody in marketing had said anything, and then Tumblr was just yeah. like, what? Then yeah. a win. But somebody in marketing just then had the to be Russos like, wouldn't have been forced to open their mouths and make it worse. Uh, oh yeah, they did, didn't they? <laughs> I can't remember that because it was so <laughs> many years did. ago. But it was one of those things where it's just like, hey, respond to this controversy, and they're like, ah, foot mouth. I really like that in this time, Steve is running a support group. Mm. It feels very much like he's honoring Sam's memory. Yep. Because that's, that's what Sam was doing when he met. That's right, yeah. I hadn't yep. made that connection, but that is a good point. And I did like that, uh, you know, he's talking about baby steps and you gotta move on. And he's and he says it again, like, you gotta move on. Like, and he's like not moving his head, like saying it to himself. And obviously, as we, mm-hmm. we get a few minutes later, mm-hmm. nope. Nope. No, <laughs> he's yeah, like, I don't, I don't move no. on. And the thing is, because of this setup so early in the movie, it makes bits at the end more frustrating yeah. for me. Well, I, but uh, you know, there are the, the it kind of I hadn't thought about it before, but it does kind of tie into like looking at Peggy's picture. He's obviously not letting go of her. You know, it's like you know, going on later, like when he returns this. You know, when we get to these those points in the movie, there are reasons he doesn't let go of things. Yeah. Like he doesn't move like, on. Um, so then we hop across the country to San Francisco <laughs> to a storage <laughs> unit where we see Luis's van. Yeah, XCOM, and, man. And the, and X-Con. the single, and the single most, most important rodent of the entire MCU. Hero Rat! <laughs> hero Rat! The greatest hero of all. Endgame Rat is the true hero uh, of this movie. Uh, the rat actor. Not just the rat, but also... Chang! Um, Chang. For As a security guard. <laughs> security guard Chang. I'm sorry. Ben With Chang, the mustache. I guess, yeah. No, there really wouldn't be much. She would, actually, people would probably be stealing a lot of shit there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'd be stealing Half so much. people disappear. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, But I'm also glad that they didn't let him talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like him talking would have ruined the that, moment. That is one of those things. Like, that's... In that five years, there's going to be so much, like, not just, not just things like f- putting vans in storage. Like, imagine that, like, tons of stuff is just still sitting out. Like, well, we, we see it. Like, as, mm-hmm. as Scott goes through San Francisco, there's still, like, junkers mm-hmm. just sitting there. No, nobody's claimed them. Nobody's bothered to move them. But, like, storage units are filled up. Storage units are filled with things that people left behind. Storage units get filled up with things that people put there. And then, like, you know, there's the physical things that are left behind the cars, like, you know, houses. There's probably tons of houses where everybody in the family's gone. Um, but yeah, you got to think about like <laughs> the entire financial system, property, all of these yep. things that are sort of like transient and make up like our modern our, our, you know, economic structure. All of those things like what happens when half of the people who own these things are gone? How do we how do we redistribute this? Oh man, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm surprised that society maintained itself as well as it seems to have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I <sighs> they seem to be functioning pretty darn well. For half being gone. Being it's, halfway staffed. I mean, like, you know, you, you think about like uh what was it, that show on HBO, The Leftovers, like fifteen percent not even not even fifteen yeah. percent, like two percent. It's not yeah, two percent are gone. Yeah. And then like you think about like how screwed up we are with our, our pandemic and how things are going here and mm-hmm. and ah, uh, 
if half the people left, I think, yeah. I mean, ugh. so it would be half the people, it would be half the people immediately. Yeah. And then, you know, we have to believe that plane crashes, car crashes, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. trains, whatever, yeah. there would have been a very significant uh, additional p- number of people who died yeah. immediately after that. And then shortly after, food shortages. From starvation. Yeah. And, yeah. and then any, like... Yeah. That's crazy. Medical staffing being way down. Um, uh, lack of access to... So it yeah. would certainly have been more crazy. than 50%. And all of those people yeah. would not have been brought back by, by, the, by the re-snap. It'd be like, how many people would be... Right. Oh, God. Anyway, let's move on. How many people are permanently dead? Yep. Yeah. So Scott's like wandering through San Francisco and he sees this one kid and is like, hey, what happened here? And the kid just like looks at him and drives off because this kid probably this is shell shocked orphan kid. Maybe he's nine. It happened when he was four. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's probably the he doesn't really remember anything before. Yeah. Oof. He just remembers being sad. Mm <laughs> hmm. But then he finds like the monument with all of the names Which, on it. Very and nice monument. This has to just be San Francisco. It is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's oh, absolutely yeah, just, sure. San just San Francisco. And it won't. And it wouldn't even be everybody. It w- there's no way it could be everybody. Like it's no. a nice park. It's nice yeah. stones and no. like you know there's big stuff there. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people that got left off. But think of like all the homeless people who no one would notice if mm-hmm. they disappeared. Homeless people who are left or people who had no one or, you know, like if an entire family disappears and, you know, they're just not there for the census. Or if you have if your family disappears and like your only surviving relatives are in other countries and like they have their own problems. There's so many people who wouldn't make it onto these slabs. And I think they had on a couple of the things like maybe a couple of Easter egg names, but I don't remember who they were. I didn't look that hard, but I assume there would have to be. So he finds his own Mm. name and then. One of my favorite pieces of music in the in the score for this movie is when he's running down the street mm, to the house. Yeah. Uh, this was so many. Fans. I really started crying at this scene when he knocks, like he's desperately knocking on the door, and Cassie comes up, and she's you're so big. She's a teenager now, and they just cry yeah. and they hold each other, and he's just like, "You're so big," yeah, and he hasn't aged a day. No. <laughs> he hasn't aged today because <laughs> quantum realm and also because paul yes, rudd paul rudd has not aged today yeah paul rudd has a has a painting aging somewhere for him i watched clueless recently and i was like he does not look very different <laughs> he's yeah. perhaps he's perhaps fitter <laughs> now than he was then but <laughs> oh yeah definitely <laughs> You know, I'm seeing Cassie and hearing him say, you're so big, and all I can think is Young Avengers, Young Avengers, Young Avengers. (laughs) It's coming. girl. absolutely coming. It's coming. Yes. So then we head back to New York where Nat is holding, I guess it sounds like their monthly Avengers meeting of whoever's left. Probably weekly. I think think she's, like, keeping very Mm -hmm. close tabs on people. Checking on, checking in. Well, because she says, see you here next month. Oh, yeah. she says, all right. Yeah, that's why I assume monthly. Good point. There are two very important points from this scene. The 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 hair in this scene, yeah. <laughs> Her hair is so good in this scene. She's going to get another haircut. 
you know, it's kind of funny. Like, like you know, uh, Rocket has his little rejoinder about like, oh, you're going to get another haircut. And then she's like, well, you know, these things are happening on other planets. And like, he's like, oh, yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. And like, you can tell, like, in this movie, like, you can tell, like, Rocket's still biting. Like, he's still really hard on Thor. He's still, like, you know, very snarky with people. But he also, like, much more than mm-hmm. the previous movies, is is a lot more humbled. And he's like, he's, he's much, he's much quicker to be like, that's a fair point. You know, he's like, okay, I've, I've grown. He's changed a lot. His reactions are more just like, they're more just like that. They're like snap reactions. It's his automatic defense mechanism. And then when he gets Mm -hmm. called on it, he's like, oh yeah. Yeah." That's fair. (laughs) But yeah, Nat, but yeah, Nat spends this whole briefing. Like she's so desperate to do the work. She's so desperate to help people. Like, that's why she keeps going with that that earthquake in you know that Okoye talks about, and she's like, "What can we do?" And she's like, "And Okoye is just like, Matt, it's an earthquake. There's nothing you can it's do. Just, it's just like it's under yeah. the water. It's it's probably just Atlantis, whatever. You know, it's Namor fucking things up again. No big deal. What a douchebag." <laughs> and Nat is like sitting there with her peanut butter sandwich of sadness. Mm. Is everything yes. sort of winds she down? Is. She has never learned to make food. Never. No, I can't imagine that she has. I really don't. Or even if she did, her executive functioning is just completely destroyed. Like, um, and Rhodey sort of stays behind. He's like, yeah, so we're in Mexico and uh, we, we found Barton. Or what he left behind. And her eyes... Oh my god, her eyes. Mm. Like, yeah. Scarlett Johansson's a, a questionable human being yeah. with some of her positions. <laughs> but she is an outstanding actress. Yeah. This is true. Rhodey's just like, uh, yeah, you don't want to see him. He's leaving yeah. behind. I don't even know if we want to find him. But she has I to. I mean, he's not Frank she Castle. He's. He's her it's family. Funny, I actually have a note in my comments that Clinton Frank Castle should form a support yeah, group. Yeah, well, Frank's probably gone. <laughs> I guess all the defenders are gone. <laughs> yeah. Frank's gonna come back from the snapping, like, God damn it, I was gone, and now I'm back. <laughs> Why? Why am I still here? No rest for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, she has to find him. That's she has to do it. She, yeah, yeah. their relationship is. She ha- she has to save him now. It's completely unique. Yep, they mean so much to each other. But um, her her like sad peanut butter sandwich eating is interrupted by. By the other depressed banana. Steve being like, I'd offer to cook you dinner, but you look pretty miserable already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't learn how to cook <laughs> either. See, again, it's just them being soft at each even, other. Even if Captain America could cook, it would probably be that grotesque, like, 1930s, 1940s recipe crap where it's... The boiled Yeah, food. boiled food, or, like, <laughs> you get a can of, of, like, gelatin and you throw it on some SpaghettiOs, and, like, it's a it's a recipe oh, from a marketing bleh. piece. And she's like, hey, you should make this uh, Jello salad. <laughs> Look at this amazing new food. Spam! <laughs> Spam is actually delicious. I wrote this down because he says on the way up he saw a pot of whales in the Hudson. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if you're trying to cheer me up, <laughs> But, um, so as of the recording of this episode, which oh, is yeah. December 11th, <laughs> yes, two yes. days ago, 
a humpback whale was found in New York Harbor, which is technically the Hudson. Because of reduced traffic and human activity. Because of the pandemic and we're not having so much traffic. Also, the CO2, I think the CO2 levels... Like, in the last six months, have been down seven like, percent. It's like the day. It's yeah. It's it's the yeah. biggest reduction in modern history. It'd be cool if we realized that you know lowered emissions are a good thing, and we could do it without Thanos snapping <laughs> half of. <laughs> I think we've lost Impossible. enough people Ugh, at this point. Man. Impossible. Well, but, best um, of luck. <sighs> yeah, you know she has that little. She and Steve talk, and they have that. She has that little monologue about how she used to have nothing, and then she had this. And now they're gone, and she's still just like trying to be better. Yep. And then ding dong, <laughs> ding dong, Scott Lang is calling. <laughs> A new hope. Uh, hi, it's me. We met at an airport in Germany. Is this a recording? No, this is the front gate. <laughs> Which I guess he drove all the way so up. Really... He drove across country for this. Yes, of course he did. Um, to I think I said this earlier to Ray, but uh, in the day, but it was like uh, Scott is probably the most tangential character. <laughs> like he doesn't really in, ha- wasn't important in Civil War. No. The Ant Man movies have just been kind of side pieces, no. and so it's only now that he has be- has left the position of the comedic lamp. And become an actual <laughs> important. And the thing is, he is so important in this movie because look at these guys. They're exhausted. They've been doing this for five yeah, years. Yeah, they're, they're worn down to nubs and he's a big, shiny, bright, new eraser. And he's like, yeah. it's only been five hours for him. He is ready to tackle this. He is like, yeah. we're going. We're going to do this. Come on. Energy. But first he needs to eat that sandwich. <laughs> yes, he eats that sandwich. Have any of you studied quantum physics? Only enough. Only to make conversation. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Natasha, what? That's exactly how I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you know what? She probably learned it to, like... Talk to Bruce. Get something out of a nuclear physicist yeah. or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, but Scott, you know, accidentally talks about creating a time machine. <laughs> you mean like a time machine? No! No, okay, yeah, like a time machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a time machine. <laughs> I know it's absurd, but I get I, I get emails from a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But he's not a raccoon, you speciesist. If you're going to talk about time machines, there's pretty much only one person that they're going to turn to. And now we get more cottage core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay, but the good kind. This is good cottage yeah. core. Tony deserves some cottage yeah. core after everything he's been through. Although he definitely needs to stop leaving weapons where children can get them. Yes. The thing is, my interpretation of this is that she is just that clever. Mm -hmm. Everything about Morgan just strikes me as this is Tony's daughter. Yeah. She talks just like him. Like, she's found the rescue helmet, and he asks, like, were you looking for it? She goes, no, I found it, though. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like she's so tiny cute. stark child she's so cute oh my god well in order for morgan to be as old as she is now pepper must have actually been pregnant yep. at the time tony hey remember space. that dream that he had maybe yeah maybe she might have been where they named their they named their son morgan it's like well we got a daughter but morgan's a gender neutral name yep and he calls her maguna Maguna. 
he's such a good dad. You can already, you can tell just in the first 30 seconds with her that he's such a good dad. He's such a good dad. He has like, even dad humor. He's like, do you want a handful of crickets on a bed of lettuce? I'm like, <laughs> which is like what my, my mom would say shit like that to me. She'd be like, I'd be like, what's for dinner? And she's like, rats on toast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, just as they're going inside, the gang shows The real up. world interrupts with its time machines. Dun, dun, dun. And Tony is like so against it, understandably. Yeah. He's like, like you accidentally yeah. survive. That's not the I same also, thing. I also really like that line yeah, about mom has... never wears anything I get for yeah. her. That's real. Yeah. That's super real. <laughs> It is. It's funny because I had this moment of wait, but there was the dress in Iron Man one. No, she bought the dress with his yep, money. Never yep, mind. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like to- all of Tony's reasons for saying no are valid. Yeah, like, yeah. He stepped back. He had a second chance, and he is trying to hold on to it. Yeah, he. You can tell that there has been some sign- significant growth from five years ago to this cabin sequence which is i mean really nice. well, the dad must have been terrifying to him because he and his dad did not have a great relationship yeah yep and he's very determined to not be the person but also his dad i mean like there's growth but there's also just like <clears throat> as far as sort of like uh you know the bad the bad things you know as far as as far mm-hmm. as the rest of the world is in this terrible situation and most people have lost so much and even he and pepper have presumably also lost people they also came out on top as it were yes so they're did. very privileged and fortunate yeah he's yeah they're yeah. they're yeah. they're in a situation where they have everything they could want and they're actually happy and it's like are you gonna yeah. you know it, it, it's like but you know don't forget about everybody else. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And the thing is, you you see that a few scenes from mm-hmm. now. But so mm-hmm. they are like, okay, well, Tony's not going to help us. What other smart person do we know? Yeah. <laughs> the first Back to the Future <laughs> references here, Don't though. Don't place any bets. Don't place oh, any yeah. bets on sporting yeah. events. Don't talk to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you basing this on Back to the Future, and I can imagine like Scott Carelli's head just exploding. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh, and we're all in agreement. They so didn't yeah, they stick leave. around for lunch, right? They okay, no. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think didn't. so. That would have been that would have been an awkward lunch. Well, uh, the, the next scene, they're eating. Yeah. Yeah, because they have to find a bigger The really brain. big brain. And the biggest brain. The, oh, Which, God. Uh, <laughs> so I have, like, two mixed feelings about this scene. Yes. Which is, yes. one, Bruce is clearly having a manic episode, and no one seems to be paying attention to this fact. <laughs> Professor Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like, I went, I spent 18 months in the Gamma Lab, and, and now I put, you know the doctor with the Hulk, and now it's that's the solution. That's not a solution, that's a coping mechanism. Like, <sighs> I love all of his big stuff, like who made his big glasses and his big shirt and his big shoes. Yeah. And he clearly goes to that diner all the time. Yeah. yeah they're very comfortable, yeah. they're ready for him, they have his big bowl full of big eggs. <laughs> Think of scrambled eggs. <laughs> it's like, how many dozen eggs is that? <laughs> It could be 
only a couple, or it could be a couple of ostrich eggs. Ostrich right, eggs. right. Yeah, we got one of those for my uh, my father in law one one Father's Day, and it was like we broke that, poured it into the pan, and it's like uh, this is scrambled eggs for days. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, and he's just dab taking the photos. Listen to your mom. Dab she knows better than I'm Ant Man. <laughs> It yeah, it hits my secondary secondhand embarrassment like things a lot. Really hard. Yeah, what was the, I, I could swear I saw something like in the press, like in some of the com- like you know the the conversations that they were having about like how this was taken from like their experiences of like if they were out together, like one somebody would come up and ask one of them for like a picture, and the other one would be like, "Hey, don't you know I'm also in these movies?" <laughs> <laughs> you want a you want a picture with me too? And they're like, no, man. I'm I, sure that was a fun inside yeah, joke yeah. for them. But as as an audience member, I'm just like, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I love I'm it. just like, no, Ant Man deserves to be Ant Man deserves. Fans. Just take the damn picture. Ah. <laughs> yeah, clearly he doesn't want the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's also reluctant. At first, he's also reluctant to do it because it's outside of his field mm-hmm. of expertise. Which when has that ever stopped him before? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, Nat convinces him to do yeah. it because she's really good yeah. at convincing him to do things like join the Avengers yeah. in the first place. Yeah, yeah, like her little her little bit, like you know, this seemed like this seemed this is something that seemed impossible <laughs> a little while ago, huh, buddy? Yeah, Ooh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you could do all these impossible things, like get yourself under control, and you don't need that stupid heart meter anymore. Hmm, whatever. <laughs> Big dum dum. And then we go back to the cottage. Tony's doing the dishes. I one of the set dressing things that I really like is that you can see all of his medication bottles. Mm-hmm. It's like yes, he is a person with a lot of mental health issues. Should not keep those in the kitchen, <laughs> especially especially with Morgan running around. Yeah, it is kind of funny. He's got he's got his medication there, and like and and like you know, this is an interesting kitchen where he's doing the dishes to let him know that you're still do- you know to let us all know he's still doing slice of life stuff. And it's like, oh, there's the picture we need to remind him of the person that was lost and that he could conceivably bring yeah. back. There's the the motivation he needs to 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 get back in the fight. Yeah. So you know he he's he's working on it, but it's really clear that he's he's afraid that it's going to work. Right. You know, he's telling, I, I guess it's still Friday. Um, you know, it's, it's okay if it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. And then it works. And then, and then it works. Shit. And he's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> A Mobius strip inverted. <laughs> yeah, that's what time travel looks like. MC, take this, take this MC Escher painting and turn it around. <laughs> Ooh, I solved time travel. And then you uh, get a little bit more Morgan. Yep. Shit. Being Tony Shit. Stark's son and extort your <laughs> Tony Stark's daughter and extorting him for popsicles. Which don't do that oh before God. bedtime. Terrible, terrible. She's not gonna go to sleep. <laughs> bedtime juice pops. No. But this is where you get you know, he takes her up to bed and tucks her in, says I love you a ton. I love you three thousand. Three thousand. She knows that a ton is 2,000, otherwise she wouldn't have said, I love you, 3,000. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep or I'm going to sell all your toys. <laughs> I've said that. It didn't work, but I've said it. <laughs> and the thing is, I think she, the way she reacts, she knows he doesn't yeah, really, but she's yeah. just like, isn't my dad yeah, funny? Yeah, it's very much so. Yep. This is when he tells Pepper that uh, he did he it. figured it out. He solved yeah. it. And this is... 
Yeah, this is where, you know, she's the conscience and like acknowledges like, hey, you know, you and I, we're very lucky. We're very fortunate. We're very privileged. We've come out on top in this whole thing and things are great for us. But for most people, they're terrible. Yep. And I really love the line of like, trying to get you to stop has been one of the few failures of my life. (laughs) She even says we we got really But also, I think this scene speaks to how much Tony has grown. I mean, he consults Pepper for her advice. Like, when yeah. is the last time he ever did that? Never. <laughs> Never. 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 Hey, honey, I built a murder bot. <laughs> hey, honey, I quit my job and now you have it. <laughs> did I mention I was dying? And then uh, he says, I could, I could stop. I could just go upstairs and go to sleep. And she says, but could you rest? He's... <laughs> It's kind of funny, like, even his even his uh, little scenario where he throws it away is like, I'll lock it in a box and throw it in the lake. I'm like, but then it's not really gone. It would just be eating at you forever until you got it out of the lake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I'm just thinking about the haunting of Bly Manor. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but it would sort of be like that. He would be haunted this is not- by the box he threw in the lake every night. See- and then the secret to time travel comes out at night and takes people away into the water. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually, eventually it's just a drawing of a Mobius strip. <laughs> Spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen Haunting of Bly Manor. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense in context when you've seen it and you watch the show. But if you haven't, that meant nothing. You're fine. You're fine. It's all fine. I'm gonna make a quick plug for Haunting of Bly Manor and Haunting Haunting of Hill House. If you guys yeah, haven't seen it, those are fantastic. Oh my god! Of yeah, so I good. watched Bly Manor first, and I was like, "This is really good." And then I watched the Hill House right after it, and I was like, "Wow, that this guy's really it's um, what's his name? He did uh, he also did the Mike Flanagan. Yeah, Mike Flanagan. Flanagan. He also did the uh, the Stephen King Doctor Sleep, which I watched shortly after those, yep. and is really good. Watch Mike Flanagan stuff. Um. Yeah, the movie Oculus yeah. and Gerald's game are also really Karen good. Gillan is an Oculus, right? Yes, Karen yes. Gillan. And, there's our, there's our and uh, um, Kara Thrace, Katie, Katie Sackhoff. Sackhoff. That's right. Yep, Katie. Yeah, playing her mom. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's because very much like Hill House, it's sort of taking place in two separate timelines. Yeah, yeah. family horror. Um, uh, eating light bulbs then and now. Well, speaking yeah, of then so, and now, we're having time travel, fun time travel <laughs> adventures with Bruce and the gang. Oh man! Yeah, they're they're the the van. You know, the ex-con van has been set up in the Avengers compound. Are you serious? Either it's a joke, either either it's all a joke, or none of it is. <laughs> and I love how Natasha and Steve are like very worried for Scott's safety yep. right now, but they're trying not to alarm yeah. him. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna send you back a week, let you walk around walk for an around hour, for and bring you and bring, and bring you back in ten seconds. <laughs> sure, that makes yeah, it would be fine. Uh, <laughs> and first, yep. they bring him back as a teenager, it, and then, then as an, an old man. man. <laughs> That's a baby. That's a baby. <laughs> but at least he could stand. <laughs> <laughs> Someone peed my pants and I don't know if it was old me or baby. Or just me, me, or me. me. <laughs> or just me, me. But I love that as, to- as soon as Tony like 
pulls up. He's like, let me guess, you turned yeah. him into a baby. You didn't push Lang through time so much as you pushed time through Lang. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, hey, now I got this handy dandy time GPS and I've clearly made enough in this short period of time for all of us to have yeah. one. And I, yeah. I love this bit in here it's about so, like, so uh, resentment is corrosive and I hate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that yeah. line so much. And he brings Steve the shield back. Which I guess he repaired. Because that shit was broken. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that I feel like that absolutely tracks with, with his yeah. He doesn't like leaving like, broken things good, around. I feel like there's a good chance... Yeah. I feel like there's a good chance he fixed it before Infinity War even oh, yeah. happened. He probably fixed it years ago. Yeah. There's, it's yeah. entirely possible that he fixed it very shortly after Civil War. <laughs> tying, tying things in so Dad's there. Everybody, Everybody's thinking about Dad. I definitely think he came to terms with his with his dad in those five mm-hmm. years. like, and the, But at the same time, I think it's also acknowledging that, like, Steve did care about Howard, yes. too. Yeah. You know? And that was part of the big conflict of Civil War. You knew it, you didn't tell me! So I really <sighs> like that. That was a very healing moment. Yeah. It was a, it was a forgiving moment yeah. and a coming back together. And then together. they're like, so we're getting the whole team together, right? Yeah, and then... Scott just wants to eat tacos! Just wants to eat his tacos! But Nebula and Rocket land and blow all the filling out. He blows away his tacos. Rhodey, be careful on re-entry. There's an idiot in the landing zone. (laughs) Rhodey, slam! There's an idiot in the landing zone. (laughs) Hey, normal-sized man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then Bruce gives him tacos. Okay, Bruce gives him Hulk tacos. tacos. Hulk. Bruce is a, Bruce is he's still a very good dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mellow Hulk is is uh is quite a force. Yeah. But there are still two team members who need to be convinced to come back. <laughs> yes. So Bruce and so, Rocket yep. get on a they I guess they fly out to Norway? New Asgard, which looks Norway, like it's Iceland. somewhere in I think it's I think it's Tonsberg. Um, and th- where, um, in from, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. where it started. That's where the Tesseract was at the very, very beginning of Captain America. Yeah. Noice. When they were. Noice. I think it's also, I think it's also supposed to be where Odin and Thor and Loki were. In Those Ragnarok cliffs where they, yeah, the cliffs where Odin chose yeah. to die. First, I love Valkyrie's reaction to seeing. Uh, I think I liked you better either of the other Yeah, ways. it's like this combination <laughs> is uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like. I'm in Uncanny Valley here, and I don't I, like You know, it. well, there are some times when he's, like, mugging, like, where he's, like, making an expression, like, uh, like his Mark Ruffalo's pained expression, and it does kind of, mm-hmm. like, the Uncanny Valley, I guess, is it's there. But, like, for the most part, I think, you know, Professor Hulk is, is really good. I, I, but every once in a while, he my, makes a um, face, and yeah, you're right. My captions refer to him as Smart Hulk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had captions on too, so it's smart. Like having him called Smart Hulk made it was very funny, and it kind of made me think like, when other Hulk comes on, is it going to list him as Dumb Hulk? (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious. (laughs) But anyways, Valkyrie Warren's like, I don't think he's going to want to see you. We barely see. We only see him once a month when he comes down for supplies. There's all the kegs. Yeah. Stuff. Bad stuff. I mean, sad stuff. And. Thor is living every <laughs> every disaster millennial's life right now. Yeah, it yeah. Like. It it it, it yeah. uh it looks very 
familiar to our generation. You know, we, 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 most of mm-hmm. us know a guy like this. He's living with Korg and Meek. He's playing video games. He's berating small children over the internet. Yeah. And then there's the other thing. So logically, okay, logically, he's not adventuring. He's mm-hmm. drinking a lot, eating a lot, yeah. sitting on the yeah. couch playing video games. It is very yeah. natural that weight gain would occur from those conditions. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's clearly because he's depressed. Yep. But I feel like the movie doesn't acknowledge that and they think it's just uh, funny that Thor got so, that. Uh, they acknowledge it, I think. They don't say, they don't, like, point it out. I mean, I, they don't not acknowledge it, but I think they play it for laughs I, a little bit too often. Well, okay, so when this first came out, when we first saw it, and, like, you know, saw it in theaters mm-hmm. and everybody was laughing in the theater... And, like, you know, I, I laughed, too, at moments. Like, it, yeah, in retrospect, like, it, right after that, it was kind of like, yeah, well, you know, that was kind of, that might have been too much. But I hadn't watched it in a while. And then watching it last night, like, yeah, Rocket's a dick, but Rocket's a dick to everyone. Um, right. And, like, Hulk is nice to him. Like, Rhodey's kind of a, Rhodey's mm-hmm. kind of a tool about it. But, like, just, I think it's, like, just Rhodey and, and Rocket are kind of mean to him. And... I mean, it, Tony does the Lebowski thing. I but mean, that's I guess not what really... I'm trying to get at is that not that the characters are feeling a certain <sighs> way, but I feel like uh, the people who right. made the movie think it's amusing, and I feel like that. It, well, that was my reaction when I first saw it, and when the whole audience laughed, including me. Um, mm-hmm. But watching it again the other night, like I connected a lot more with um, with his situation and what and what he was going through, and like uh, sort of concentrating on that without laughing and like i didn't laugh I, like i i kind of noticed like i was thinking about rocket yeah. and about how when he says mm-hmm. these mean things like even even in some of this stuff like where he's be, you know saying uh shit to thor like there, there were little bits in there where he's kind of like like he felt bad about like he didn't want to do it and and i don't mm-hmm. know like watching this again after a few years i think the movie was pretty good about it i don't know um i'm 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 less I uh, I don't know. I think yeah. It's complicated. And I think it's less in this scene and yeah, more of just It's more for me it was more so I was really uncomfortable in this scene when they're getting mm-hmm. to his house and the it gets, for me the worst bit was the time heist discussion yeah when he's when he's just hanging <laughs> and, out in the background yeah. and he's like big lebowski and, and he's like and he's yeah. goofy and he doesn't know what's going on and they're kind of like looking yeah, at each other that's just, the worst that was yeah, yeah that was the worst bit the best bit for me for thor in the entire movie is other than the you know final fight um is in the time heist itself and we'll talk about Aww. that in the next episode yeah we'll cover that next My week heart. Okay, so I just have to say, what he's yelling at that child, Noob Master 69, (laughs) I'm still, like, I know he says, yeah, go run and cry to your father, but I'm a little bit convinced it's Deadpool on the other end. I would really like, I I want this to be canon, and I hope that they write, I hope that in (laughs) Deadpool 3, that Yeah, they're starting, did they, um, so, uh... Yeah, we're recording this the day after the Disney investor thing. Did they say anything about Deadpool 3? I know that that's been announced, but they didn't. I, s- I don't no. think they said anything about it yesterday, okay. but I know they announced it a couple Yeah, it would ago. be you know, just as a fun little thing. Like I don't know how tightly they're going to tie Deadpool into the MCU, but if at some point he's playing video games and he's Noob Master 69, that'd be great. One of the little 
moments that got me here was when he used Stormbreaker to open his yeah. door. Yeah. And that's just like such a, oh my god. Yeah. How far we've yeah, fallen. Fallen kind glory, kind of kinda like, you know, the the like Al Bundy using his uh, his high school football trophy to open beers kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, because if you think about like what in, in Thor The Dark World, like when he goes to Jane's apartment, like he takes Mjolnir and he carefully hangs it up on the coat rack. Like, <laughs> and this is the opposite of that. <laughs> Very much the opposite. And Hemsworth is so goddamn good in this. He is. He's really good at it. He's one of the best at this. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, by the end of the movie, I like the, you know, we'll talk about it when we get to that scene, but I was just like, Hemsworth might be the best actor in here. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> yeah. Most attractive and best but, actor? Um, Not fair. Hmm. <laughs> More likely than you think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, unfortunately, slash fortunately, depending on how you view it, Rocket uses beer to yep. bribe him to come it's back. It's fine. It's fine. Sometimes you got to play into these things and use what you got. It worked. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to keep leading you down your self-destructive spiral. And speaking of self-destructive spirals, next we go to Tokyo. So my exact notes for the, not for the later part of the scene, but for the, you know, actiony parts of the scene was blah, blah, Ronin, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I, man. Chris, you, you are more of a fight scene aficionado. Tell me what you thought of this scene. It yeah. was kind of, it, it was a little, you know, it was by the numbers for the MCU. It felt very normal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they did some fun stuff and, you know, going up and downstairs and out windows, like things aren't necessarily timed correctly whatever that part doesn't matter too much the sword fight was you know the standard sort of bloodless mcu affair um and uh you know like at the, by the end of it i kind of like you know like the 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 yakuza guy is like oh you killed all these people and i'm like on the one hand i'm like yeah but you guys probably kill lots of people too but then i thought about it a little further and i was like you know after the snap there are probably a lot of people with nothing else to turn to but crime and it's like a lot of you know I mean, yeah. they do terrible things, mm-hmm. and they're probably bad guys. You know, they, they're bad guys. But at the same time, for all you know, some of these people were kids, like, that were 15 when their parents died, and they had nowhere to turn to but, like, you know, their uncle in the Yakuza. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. Also, like, in some cases, and this, again, it sounds terrible, but in some cases, like, the crime syndicate is the thing that keeps a civilization going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's not terrible. That That's fact. Yeah. yeah. That is historically yeah. accurate, but I, my note here, I have two notes. This is where I said you and Frank Castle need to go start a support wow. group, Clint. <laughs> and then I also noted that like his entire motivation is summed up when he says, "You survive." Yeah, that that bit yeah. about he's like just there because he's good. People got Thanos, and you're you're still alive. Like, how did my family, who never did anything yeah. wrong in their goddamn lives, yeah, get yeah. snapped? And you're here. And he's mad at himself. Oh, yeah, he's mad at himself, too. On that same line, like, he's mad at himself. Which gets us back to the futility of what happened at the beginning of the movie when, you know, Thor knocks off Thanos' head and (laughs) nothing got better. It's like, you know, Clint going around like I I get, you you know, your, 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 your actions make a certain internal sense. But has anything positive happened? He's really just doing it out of his own pain. Like, Mm -hmm. when Nat shows up. He doesn't even look at her, and he's like, you shouldn't be here. And she says, neither should you. And then, don't give me hope. 
Yeah, the don't give me hope. That that is such a useful gif. I've used it so many times. Ugh. Like even oh man, <laughs> like even uh, recently in uh, like the Spider Man casting news, like some ah, uh, yeah. it's just like don't, don't give me hope. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't like, give it to you sooner. Ah. <laughs> What's so interesting about this scene for me is that it's like a complete reversal of how they met. Mm. You know, yeah. Natasha was the one who was a ruthless killer and Clint's the one who's like come work for the good guys you know mm-hmm. at least what he thought was the good guys turns out most and of it, them were Hydra but yeah it reinforced this I think this reinforces like the Clint Nat friendship relationship mm-hmm. in a way that we haven't seen since basically the first Avengers movie yeah, yeah. you gotta reinforce that thing before you rip it to so. pieces <laughs> but anyways now you get like the big lebowski scene where they're planning they're looking for uh yeah they're figuring out yeah they're figuring out the timelines they're drawing stuff on the boards they're doing the charlie thing and pepe sylvia pepe sylvia pepe sylvia and just in case you somehow wandered into endgame without ever seeing any (laughs) other movie they give you a rundown of each of the stones and what they do yes I love it. And as, and as much as we just said, like the bit of, you know, the way that this scene treats Thor is, uh, not good. Um, at the same time, it was kind of nice to see him like, oh, the movie that we all forgot and cared the least about. Yeah. Here, here it is. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then he gets to like the well, emotionally impactful part. He's like, that's the day my mom died. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, Endgame takes the two movies that we forgot about and makes them relevant. <laughs> yeah. Or like the movies this that one, I would normally yeah. say, you can skip this one. Yeah. yeah. You Not can't anymore. skip it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you're talking like about if, if there were other things that were done better, like being able to do that, take these two like, you know, frowned upon entries in this in this universe and making them actually mm-hmm. important now is good writing. Yeah. Um, but I also wrote down that Thor referred to the the reality stone as angry sludge. Yes. Angry sludge. I also wrote that uh, down. <laughs> first it killed Tasha Yar and then it got into my girlfriend. And you got um so basically after they do the rundown and it's the moment that clicks that If we go to the right Stephen time Strange was lived on Bleecker Street. If you pick the if right you year pick the right year, yep. there are three stones in New yep. York. Yep. It's like, wait a second. Even though they're the, even so, they don't know it, but they're technically wrong. <laughs> but they are also technically right. They are. They're wrong and right at the same time. I mean, yes, it turns out to yep. be right, but wrong. Yep. you're right, but you're wrong. Um, <sighs> yeah. This comic book company and no. based in New York made everything about New York. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have it be a New York than a city that doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh. Little little subtle shade of that other two letter entity. Ooh. Throw a little shade at. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so but, they also um, do the the test run, aww, you know, right? In which they discuss, you know, all of the various time yes, movies. Yes, all and the time stories. movies. Time cop. Uh. And, <laughs> and then time they machine. throw in Wrinkle in Time, which really does not should not have been referenced because it's Scott fucking says Die Hard, and then he's like, Wait, <laughs> yeah, no. no, not that one. Yeah. Uh. Also, Rhodey has an excellent point. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just go back far enough and just baby Thanos? <laughs> yeah, you know, and everybody's like, "You're horrible," but I'm sorry, no, no. It's like, that scene is actually really good, and I 
Yeah. I just realized I had skipped ahead in my notes, but yeah, okay. no, it's really important for them to establish why they are doing this the way that they're doing this, and they have to rule out other forms of going back in time. Yeah, the idea mm-hmm. that like if you change things in the past, that it changes your future, it's like no, it can't because you've already experienced that. It's like the universe may yeah. diverge or something, but for you, the universe is still what it was. It's, it's still the same. You can't like you going into the past. That past has becomes your future. This is what you're working through, and you can maybe jump ahead further yeah. in time, but you can't go back to the to the t- the past that you left behind. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, Agents of Shield was ending about this time as well. Like this was their last season. And they obviously had to do some time travel to get away from the fact that, you know, everyone disappeared for five years. But <laughs> they actually made the same point of like looping, like breaking off into a separate timeline and then looping back to reset the original. They actually had like, as the season went on, you realize like, oh, you're the ones who are off track. You're the ones who got into this split universe. Because of your terrible decisions that are like Barry Allen level <laughs> fucking with yeah. the timeline. <laughs> <sighs> so I sort of like that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was able to, in the end, sort of parallel the movies like it did at the beginning. Yeah. That show's always yeah. found ways to sort of exist in the timeline. That show is weird, and it's had some really good moments, it's had some really weak moments, but... I just want to let you guys know. Sousa ends up with Daisy. At the end of the show, Daisy and Sousa are together. Okay. The okay. one we thought was going to be Peggy's husband. Nope. Wait, what? Okay. Wh- wait. I was trying, yeah. I was trying to remember. Sousa from Agent Carter. <laughs> no. Yes, he ends up with Daisy. <laughs> oh, but that's him. a great way to make sure that Peggy's free for... Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, good for him. That's good for him. Get a, get you a future girlfriend. We were talking about the test flight. Yeah, so Clint volunteers for the test because he's got nothing left to yeah, lose. Yeah. Exactly. He just wants to see his family. He, I don't think Clint, Clint actually thinks that this is no, going to work. he does not. So he's just like, I'll take my chance now. Yeah, going in. And. Yeah, going yeah. in, he's clearly sort of. So that he can, like, get his hope over Yeah, he's with, humoring basically. them. Yeah. He's, like, just going along with it. He's like, it's fine. I'll do it. Whatever. I don't care. And then, and then when, and then when he knows, he comes back and he's, he's just like, I'm in. All right. This works. Let's do it. We're going to save the day. <laughs> yep. Enthusiastic consent. <laughs> yeah. Fuck up that yeah. timeline. And then we wrap up on speech, uh, Steve doing another one of his glorious speeches that you have to wonder if he wrote it down somewhere first. He's good at that. Yeah, he's good at that. I love that Scott <laughs> is like the ultimate fanboy. Five years ago, we lost. We lost friends. We lost family. We lost a part of ourselves. Today, we have a chance to take it all back. Yeah. The fight of our one lives. Round trip, one round trip each. No mistakes. And then that says, see you in a minute, and I break down. Yeah. I have not been okay since that moment. Oh, that's an, unf- this that's is an true. unfortunate last line. Uh. Yeah. I'm, so, dear listeners, I'm not going to be okay in the next two f- two episodes. 
Yeah, this is the easy episode for us. Because it was fun! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next one will be pretty fun, too. There's fun. There's fun to be had. It'll be okay. There's fun it's to okay, be had, Ray. but then you, it is a year and a half later, and I am still mm. like deeply in mourning and deeply in denial. I can confirm this. I created my own alternate universe because I literally cannot Also because they keep pushing back Black Widow itself and, you know. I was supposed to cosplay. I was, I belong to a charity cosplay group and I was supposed to be Black Widow at the mall for the premiere of Black Widow. And that didn't happen because of the goddamn It's gonna come back. It's okay. okay. Fucking Corona. Yeah. Yeah. Ruin we need to get the stones together to annihilate the coronavirus. <laughs> ah. God, that would be a great use of the stones. Just it eliminate would. the coronavirus. While we're at it, <laughs> every major disease. <laughs> oh, that. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, thank you for hanging in there with us, followers. We will be back next week to drone on infinitely about this. If you enjoyed our show, Make sure to give us a five star review and leave us a leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. And the other shameless plug: if you enjoy my voice and Chris's voice, listen to Geek by Night on whatever platform you're listening on. Yes, definitely do that. Becca is not on Geek by Night, but she loves us anyways. That is true. Yeah, if you like just my voice, you can just listen to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute and also hear my voice and three other people's. Or five other people's. Jeez, there's right. so many of us. You should do all of these things. <laughs> yes, give us all of your free time. <laughs> we will see you next week. Excelsior. See you in a minute. <laughs>